All right, hey everyone. This is Haley and Tamika with your Hot Brown Morning Pushing Podcast. I'm Tamika. Say hi, Haley. Hello. And then we are here with Aaron Ehaz and Justin Richmond, who are so kind to come and do an interview with us on this podcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Okay. Um, we have a bunch of questions to get through today. We're going to try uh, to keep it, to get through them as uh, much as we can. We have a bunch, but um, so I guess, shall we get started? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. I guess I'll go first since Haley, you have done this before. My turn. Yes. <laughs> um, um, my first question was, what age are moon shadow elves able to turn invisible? Like, are invisible babies just a thing for moon shadow elves? Is that a part of their lives? I gotta know. <laughs> Once there was a genius baby who could, <laughs> who could go into moon shadow mode yeah. at the age of two. All parents fantasize that their <laughs> that their babies are going to be like, oh, she's going to be able to the moon genius. shadow yeah, when exactly. she's. Um, I I suspect it's something that in, in adolescence starts to be possible, yeah. right? Like coming. To that age where you start to really connect yourself and your spirit to the moon primal in the world. You might notice your body changing and turning invisible sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Puberty and you just have that happen to turn invisible sometimes. Exactly. Honestly, wouldn't it have been perfect if during puberty you could turn Turn invisible invisible would be the best. I feel like that would have been a a I would like that power. That's chaotic. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, that's going to fuel so many fan fictions. Um, <laughs> okay. So I was uh, rewatching like some stuff from season one, and I was wondering if you could explain why Moonshadow elves uh, try not to fear death. Like, does that have something to do with the moon? You know how they have to do with illusions, or it's become because like they're assassins or something like that. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure that it's that they try not to fear death. You're referring to like Runan saying, I'm already yeah. dead. Um, mm-hmm. So first of all, like moon, part of moon uh, stuff, magic and stuff and spirit is that the, the line between life and death is not as distinct as maybe other um, as humans believe or people who are or elves who are connected to other primals. So the kind of, I guess, lack of line there, you might imagine um that that someone can can feel that they are both alive and dead at the same time, and when when moon shadow elves are passing on, they're still they're dead and alive at the same time. It starts to sound crazy at some point, but I think part of it has to do with the connection to the moon primal and how they think about life and death and a cycle of life and death. It's funny we we're actually working on something about this like in the last few days. Um, I think some of it too though connects to as an assassin embracing that and in particular taking on that really clear notion that you're already dead does remove the the fear of death because it's it's just a part of you're already you're already there i don't know if that was helpful or just rambling but um no that was actually really insightful it's both moonish and it's (laughs) assassin helpful i would say it makes sense it makes sense (laughs) no that actually really actually was insightful i think that was almost poetic even actually wow that's Um, so kind that that you call a ramble poetic. That's what I'm going to say in, in the future. If I ramble, I'm just going to be like, sorry, poetry. I just went off on some poetry. Pardon me. No, I, mean, I ramble too. So when I hear other people rambling, but it makes sense. I was like, no, that that's really poetic to think about passing into the next life, but you're already kind of doing it. So you're kind of, you're already there and you're not afraid for when it finally comes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what do different elven peoples think of each other and what are their relations like? Um, I mean, I think all the elves sort of, they know about each other and they intermix somewhat, but, you know, I think there's, there's history between the different groups and, and we'll eventually get to explore some of that stuff. I think like you can kind of see that they live in separate areas, right? Like the, the, I mean, well, I just spoiled something, but you can kind of get a sense that like elves don't necessarily all intermix with each other, um, completely cleanly like humans do. And so you'll see more about that in season three. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some some deep history between the different peoples that we'll get into. That's cool. I actually found it very interesting with um, the elves because I remember you mentioned in Haley's last interview how they don't really have national boundaries. And I was like, that's a very indigenous point of view, actually. Like a lot of times 
like native tribes or even Pacific Islanders, um, the borders aren't as clean. They're not clean like, say, the Western world is. So I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's funny. That's really interesting. In a way, it's like humans have more distinct physical borders of land. Mm-hmm. But I think what Justin was implying is the elves have a little more distinct boundaries kind of tribally and between yeah. their peoples. And again, yeah. I think they're due. Mm-hmm. There's, obviously, there's overlap and there's whatever. But I think, at least in the world of Zadia, there's much more um, overlap of peoples across land boundaries than, yeah. than on the Zadia side. Absolutely. I was actually telling my native professor about the Dragon Prince because I tell everybody at my school about the Dragon Prince. They're borderline sick of listening to me. Exactly. They are borderline sick of me listening talking about the Dragon Prince. Uh, but she actually. Well, if they're only borderline really, sick, it means you haven't pestered them enough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And she was uh, my professor, Didi. Um, she actually really liked that point. She thought that was really cool because she related to that as a um, as a native from the East Coast. So she actually motivated her to watch the show more. <laughs> um, so next question is kind of related to actually the second question in a way, but is there any kind of deity or religious entity Zadians worship? I think it connects more to lore and mythology and maybe to different kinds of elves and dragons. So there's not really uh, gods, but there may be figures in history who were revered in ways that were <laughs> div- more divine. divine. yeah. So, you know, obviously Star Touch elves have a little more divinity to them. There's a sense of of that kind of Otherness. celestial removal, whereas the other Ooh. five types are a bit more Earth-ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> so in fan fiction, do you want people to say, like, oh, my Erevos? Is that... That's what I was thinking. Oh my Garlath is like, should we be using that in our fan fiction? We're not sure. <laughs> That's yes. perfect. It depends where you where you are in the fan fiction. Right, yeah, exactly. I've seen some fan fictions out there that if someone exclaiming, oh, my Garlath, someone might be like, well, that's a terrifying thing to say in what's an otherwise lovely moment. <laughs> okay. So. I was wondering, does each element have an opposite element, like in Avatar, The Last Airbender? Wait, there are opposite elements in Avatar? There's not? Wait. I like, you know how, like, it was difficult to learn, like, you know, air versus earth, um, you know. Like, kind of less accessible to the personalities. It wasn't, I don't think it was, like, a diametrical opposite in that. Mm. But maybe, kind of. And then I know we had Uncle in in Bitter Work, he kind of drew that graph but yeah. i don't remember if we kind of thought about them as opposed oh. i guess it makes sense fire and water and earth, earth and, and air are kind yeah. of wow thanks Haley, for explaining <laughs> that to me that's very helpful i feel like that was in the show i feel like they said opposing or opposite as like a word to describe it but it's been so long ironically it's even my episode that we probably put in so you know how that goes yeah. um oh yeah we, we've talked the the primal sources have different kinds of relationships so for example we know that there are the We've talked about the, the celestial ones being right, like yeah. um, sky, sun, and um, moon. And moon. Yeah. Wait, moon. no, stars, moon, and sky. Wait, so, now I don't remember. Four, yeah, I mean, we never said that they're like. <laughs> this is op- super helpful. Yeah, they're not opposite each other. I mean, I think the idea is that pe- that elves or or people can be, or mainly elves can be. Oh, was Earth, Sun, and Ocean were kind of the like, like the, the more worldly ones, ones yeah. and stars, sky, and so, I don't remember. But yeah, there, sure. there's no opposites. Point, point us somewhere to someone who's come up with a theory, yes. and we will confirm it as canon as soon as... <laughs> as, as okay. Like okay. Elements are related to each other in families, <laughs> is what I'm getting yeah, a sense of. Yeah, tough. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I think sky is related to stars right. in, in a way, but there are different, mm-hmm. different aspects of things that are similar. Right? Yep. Earth and ocean yeah. are related. There are aspects that are different aspects that are similar. Right. You know? Exactly. Sun and moon are related. There are sames and differences. You know, that sun represents a part of yeah, life and death that and healing sense. and and destruction in a way that's different than moon represents kind of life and death and appearance and reality. Yeah. You know? That absolutely makes sense. Um, what the poetic? Yes. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is so my question right here. 
What was it like for Runan to raise Rayla? That's like one of my favorite relationships in this show. So I am so ready for anything you can tell me. <laughs> I don't know how much we want to talk about. I mean, this is definitely something we want to get into at some point. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it, you know, it's Runan is taking on a, a, a person into his life that was important to him and to, you know, to her parents, but it's also tricky, right? Like it's tricky raising kids as is, let alone one that you're not exactly related to. Like, I think there's a bunch of really interesting stuff there that we should, that we're going to write about. It's just, I don't want to dig too far into it right now. Unless you want to say something. That's fair. Absolutely. I think we said that he was friends with her parents. parents. Yeah. He was friends with her parents. And yeah. What else would I add? Um, any incidents, maybe, over the years? What's that? Any incidents, perhaps, over the years? Like, raising a, raising Rayla, I imagine, was, like, a tough... It was just probably, like, a lot of sarcasm over, like, 15, <laughs> 15 10 years. I think it was probably very enjoyable, but yes, I think... Yeah. I think Rayla probably enjoyed some moments of... Runan can be so kind of stiff and straightforward and yeah. earnest about everything he says... That someone who can be like as sarcastic as Rayla would probably have had fun with it at a young age. You know, my, I remember the first time my daughter was sort of a little bit saucier than I expected. <laughs> and it was a moment when she wasn't putting her shoes on. And I was like, get your shoes on, young lady. And in an instant, she turned around and she was like, she said, um, right away, old man. And I was like, oh, no. Wow. So, Super burned. Oh, wow. But it's like that. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. They're like actually the, the relationship, like Renan himself was the one that really got me into the show. But their relationship is like, oh, I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, I will tell you, can we say this a little bit? <laughs> I'm going to reveal a story that involves Renan no, and yeah. Rayla yeah. and the dragon. Nope. Okay. Yeah, no. You'll find out some cool stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be waiting for it when it does come out. Yep. Um, the next question is related Kind of to the last one. I know this one's a little bit harder. Um, not so much does he show up in season three, but will Renan have a presence in season three? If you can say that. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Are you, can we curse See, on this podcast? Please. This is, I haven't really? been cursing because you're not cursing. So I'm trying to be PG, but if you're not being PG, I'm down. <laughs> no, we're not going to be too PG, but yeah. yeah yes. 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 <laughs> um, um, yeah, I've, I've done my best to be professional and not curse on this no, or in good. general. People probably want to listen to this, so I maybe. think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. yeah. What question were we on? Well, I was saying we should skip some, so just yeah. go. You do your next question that you want to really talk about because you have a bunch in the middle. Okay, so I'll just skip to one of the ones that um, are bold. Okay. Uh, was the betrayal on Claudia's part more of a double whammy, maybe? Because it feels like Claudia's betrayal hurt Callum more than Soren's because of how Callum's feelings were used in the process. I mean, is it, oh, sorry, is it more painful? Is it more painful because of their relationship? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think it's, it's yeah. more personal, certainly, right? Like it's, it's easy for Callum to sort of brush off Soren because Soren's always a jerk to him, right? So, you know, yeah, exactly. I think it's much harder on him to deal with, with anything having to do with Claudia, but especially. I think he he feels much worse about that, and the betrayal is much much worse about that than it would be with Sora, for sure. Yeah, I actually really related to that in a way, especially later on in the season when Callum um, sees Claudia again, and he was really upset because I've talked about it a little bit in our podcast and on social media, but I've actually had a similar experience to that um, a little bit. It's more like with friends when my feelings were used against me, so I was like, it was very weirdly satisfying to like see that play out on screen if that makes any sense it's not it doesn't feel good but it's satisfying to see that kind of thing acknowledged and the way that you guys wrote it i thought was really good um and it also made claudia very complex because we can see that she cares but like she's also willing to do what she feels is right for her goals and her agenda yeah i mean claudia i think we've always talked about how claudia you know family is the most important thing in claudia's life and she'll do anything to sort of put put her family to keep her family together, or or you know make sure that her brother and her father and herself are sort of a, a coherent unit, and so that's really really important to her, like almost above anything else. And I think that's really interesting. Oh yeah, I have a. Can I say this? I don't know what you're gonna say. I'm always I'm always <laughs> in trouble. Yeah. I like. Say it. Oh yeah. 
I'm, I personally like I'm super excited about the idea of doing a Claudia novel like oh. from Claudia that to, would be interesting yeah. I think she's so complicated and weird and funny yeah and I have this specific story we have in mind for her as part of her journey yeah that um I don't know I, I really was thinking fun. about that yeah 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 I would love that <laughs> that makes actually the piggyback of that question was actually on the other half of that called i claudia and yes it yes it will I be claudia. called i claudia yeah. say that again sorry nothing <laughs> okay Not i'll have to listen to that part later <laughs> back the piggyback of that um was actually that being said how does Rayla being right about claudia and soren affect our relationship with Callum going forward because he once told her you and i don't have that yet in terms of relationships but the people he did have that with ultimately betrayed him and he realizes she was right all along. I think it's complicated. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. first of all, he hasn't known this person that long. And I think it definitely puts her in mm-hmm. in, in a better state. It, it puts them in a better uh, standing with each other for sure. Right. Like he, he mm-hmm. said that, but then it turned out she was right. And so I think, you know, it's still a really complicated relationship, but I, I do think that that definitely was a stepping stone towards them sort of crossing that boundary for sure. Oh, that's that makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah. Because um, I know in the last, yeah, um, I don't know why I paused there. I think yeah, because in the last interview, there was definitely that saying that there are their relationship was getting more intense and their trust there. So I wanted to see that. And then the last question I'm picking off that was that um, more about dark magic actually was how does Callum nearly dying after using dark magic either reinforce or change Rayla's opinion on dark, about dark magic? Because we like get hints of that, but we don't really. Um, because we don't really know much about Zadie yet, so how that like works with her her personal opinion. Oh boy, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna be good. I think that in general, if you live in Zadia, you see kind of dark magic as this source of destruction and consumption and sin, almost right. So, not to be used at any cost, right? It's this very corrupting. Um, dangerous i think they see it as as evil i think there were there were centuries where it was seen as like oh like i mean i hate to say it but like magical creatures and being slaughtered or poached i mean think about like i don't know animals being hunted for trophies in this world every time you hear about you know elephants Mm -hmm. being killed for their tusks or things like that that's what the experience was like from the zadian side of like dark magic happening was dark magic users were poachers, right? They were people who took lives for ingredients. And I, so I think, I think it's rather complicated. I think maybe it gives her some bit of understanding to say, Oh, this person that I care about and sympathize with used it for a reason. That was a good reason. But, but I think it's, it's still something that that's very probably frightening and, um, and kind of twisted, you know, for, from her perspective. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like, well, he used it to try to save her. But on the other hand, is he's always been taught that it's the one of the worst things you can do. And I think that actually, I mean, Haley, you t- we talked about this, right? Where the theory is when we've, when on Twitter, you mentioned how like um, a- kind of any human especially can become a, can become a mage is more like if can you get a power source? Does that like it make the gravity of the situation in Zadia like bigger? Because now everybody can, it's means that there's like this mass poaching possibly happening because anybody can become a dark magic user. That one, I think people weren't clear about, right, Haley? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah. I think it's not that, that easy. Yeah, it's not, it's not that, it's not as easy as oh, just okay. anybody can do it. But that being said, I think Viren is very interested in the idea of being able to access stuff in Zadia, you know, in a way. That, that's a, that is an important piece to him of, of stuff, right? Like, they clearly went to the Midnight Desert, right? They talk about how he got this soul thing, right? Like, so there's clearly an important piece of it. But, I, yeah, it's not as easy as, like, oh, I'm just some guy and I'm going to, like, you know, break this magic bird's neck and now I can do something. Like, there's still a, a learning process to it. It's just easier to do. Oh. It's easier to do than primal magic. Oh, that's a very morbid image, but that explains a lot. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good animal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, how are we doing for time? Um, so just we make sure we are getting on your time and we can, all we can, stuff. We can keep going. We can do a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Let's Haley, you can ask um, 
uh, yeah, a couple, yo, if there's any you want to ask, and then I'll get to those uh, fun questions, the ones we, at least we got highlighted. We can do at least 10 more minutes, right? Yeah, we, more minutes. we can go till 4.45. Okay, that's good. So we'll keep that in mind. All right, Haley, you, you ask what you want to ask. Okay, so this one might be a tricky one, or you might not be able to say anything, but we both really want to know about Claudia and Soren's mom. And you said you might not you know, oh, yeah. talk about it, but... <laughs> um, we want to know if maybe she ever wrote them when they were growing up or anything, because we know she doesn't live anywhere close to them. Um, but if not, if she never did try to reach out to them, why might that have been? I will say that there's a little bit more about their mom. And we are doing a, a core novel of the, the seasons. The stories, yeah. And one of those Ooh. is um, is one we're just finishing drafts of now for season one. Um, and that'll be released through Scholastic and all that. And it has deeper dives into some things and you'll learn a little bit more about, um, Claudia and Soren's mom. I mean, this is something that Justin and I have talked about and, and what happened with, with Viren and why things, we, we do have a story for why things happen the way they happened. Um, and some of that story explains Viren's current relationship with Claudia and Soren and why he has certain kind of, yeah. uh, tilts. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay. That's an yeah, interesting that, way of putting that. that. that answers my other question about, you know, his, like, why they divorced, but it seems like you'll get into that. You have a story for that. Yes. Yeah. Two answers in one, then. Sweet. Any more you want to ask, Kaylee? Um, yeah, so I guess last one I really want to know is, um, has Viren been learning dark magic since he was a child, like Claudia, or did he start later, like, as an adult or teenager? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, you can contradict me. We've never really talked to this. I'm going to say he started when he was a teenager. That's that's my gut, but I don't know. Mm. What do you think? That's right me. Yeah, I think I think he was not a kid, but I think he was, you know, Claudia-esque age. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That changes some stuff about how we about how we look at Claudia and Baron in a way, because we were talking about how, like, she was probably a child when she started, didn't she? That's yes. Sure. Yes, Definitely. But yeah, I could oh, see like little Virian and like sixteen-year-old Virian in his like Black Sabbath <laughs> T-shirt, you know, experimenting. <laughs> Emo hot topic manager. Yeah. Virian. Yeah. Um, well, then since we have like a little less than ten minutes. Get to these like last like four-ish questions that are like these fun questions. They're not plot relevant, but they are character relevant. And I'm super excited <laughs> to ask them. Okay, so who among the characters love pumpkin spice? Who hates it? <laughs> uh, Ezrin loves pumpkin spice. I right. think. <laughs> Because he likes persimmon. Oh, my son. Right? I feel like, I feel like persimmon and per- pumpkin spice are related. Uh, I think Soren hates it. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, right? So I'm just making so it up. Funny. I don't know. Who else? Because what does he think? It's really complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's too much flavor. Yeah. Just give me some normal meat or whatever, right? Like, right. I think Gren is a super fan. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Gren loves pumpkin spice. Gren is like, this part of the year is the oh, best part yeah. of the year. Gren's like, the day that Starbucks has that come on the menu, oh. he's just in yeah. line. Oh, <laughs> you've just ignited so many fan arts right there. Good. Um, I don't know. Okay. Um, is there anyone specific you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Renan, Rayla, Callum, those are my favorite three, so I'm like, uh, they like pumpkin spice. I feel like Renan, no. Yeah, Renan, no. It's too. It's it's too too. Uh, too Callum, uh, take it or leave it. And I think Rayla says no, but, but secretly, secretly yes, agreed. Yes, likes it. She would never oh, order it, but if you gave her one, she would drink it. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I feel like for Renan, it's probably too unassassin. Like it's too undignified of a drink to drink. Yeah. Too much pop um, and circumstance. Oh. So the next one, I'm really excited. It's a bit of a long one, but it's like, okay, we have like four main teams in our show. Of all the teams of the show, Callum, Rayla, Claudia, Soren, who would plan a house party while their parents or guardians are out of town? And who would try to stop the party from happening in their house in the first place? This is the most obvious question. Soren would fucking have the party. Sorry, I swore. Never know. Soren is obviously the guy having the party. Soren is like the best party thrower ever. Like, I think, right? He's like, dad's out of town. Everybody come over. We're going to have fun. And I don't know, whatever kids do in a castle. Who would try and stop them? Kill them. Right? I guess so. I think he would try to reason with them. He's not a tattler. Yeah, he's not a tattler. But I think he would, he would, 
try to talk them through. Yeah, think exactly. about what could happen. And, yeah, and, exactly. You know? Yeah. And then Claudia would be like, eh. And Claudia would get, yeah, 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 let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Just Colin be on board. Be, sure. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't take much. Yeah. Where does Rayla fall then? Because she's like, like in a modern day setting maybe or even or what whatnot. Where would she fall into this? Rayla's the Rihanna one who shows her. up reluctantly but has a good time. I I feel like <laughs> Ooh. I feel like Azula at a party wouldn't be that far off yes, from what Rayla would exactly, be at a party. Exactly, that's exactly oh. like a little bit like oh. if we're gonna party, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna party more. Like she's she's literally she, she you know Renaud has more training, but she's she's the fastest, most elite. Like she's so good yeah. and so competitive, and I think she would apply that to partying. I think that's right. Or she would try to try her to. version of it. She would try to. That's interesting. Oh, go ahead. We no, want to see. Uh, we want to see the Rayla Azula at a party fan art. Yes, as soon as hundred percent. All right, guys. guys, you heard it. That is. That's. You're gonna get it. Now you're gonna get it. Um, on the back of that, among the parents slash guardians, who has the touching conversation with their child about responsibility, and who's just like, "You're grounded until eternity is over." Well, I don't he- even know. Har- oh, no, Harrow has the touching conversation about response. He does it in the show. <laughs> so oh, I think Harrow's the obvious. But I think who has the what was the other one? You're grounded uh, for life. You're grounded until eternity is over. I don't know. I mean, I think Viren would bluster like that, and then the next day he'd be like, "You guys can do whatever you want." Um, <laughs> I think you're right. Like he would be right. like that night. He would be just livid, and then the next day he'd be like, "I was, I overreacted. I'm sorry," and you know, and would let them off the hook. That's my guy. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, how do Amaya and Renan come into that? Because we haven't talked about Amaya, but Amaya's kind of like the. I don't know where she would stand on that. I feel like I don't know about Renan either, but hmm. on being grounded and stuff. I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like Renan. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know where he would stand. I feel like he has a hard time with kids in general, so he might not really get the rule <laughs> definition stuff. But I don't know. Amaya, I. I'm very, I am very curious, like teenage Amaya and Sarai, what that looked like, right? Like I feel like they I was they had the some fun. Though. I was still in the weeds. Yeah, they had some fun. Yeah, they had a good time. Oh. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're not all rules were followed. <laughs> yes, and most of them were not. <laughs> you know what? They they were the ones who would throw that party with the parents out of town. Yes, one hundred percent. And everyone is out by three o'clock. But everyone is putting in 30 minutes of cleanup Clean up, time that's right. before they leave because I feel like I'm not doing Sarai it myself. <laughs> has that together and yeah. Maya has her backup. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I feel like they, they got it done. Yep. Agreed. Oh, Including that's like I love calling that. whatever like lazy passed out friends were there. Yeah. Like clean them up. Clean them up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I feel like they were very successful at their teenage years. Yes. Agreed. That's so cool. And then the last one, um, since I, unless Haley has another one, that last, what well, she wants to pick the last one, I think it'd be what, since it's the month of Halloween, what would elves think of Halloween? It seems like a very human thing for us to do. So I think they'd love it. I feel like it's like, oh, it would be right. super fun. Like it's, it's a lot of like dressing up and eating candy. I don't know. It feels like, I think, I think Halloween's universal. I think all, I think all people's <laughs> love Halloween. You know, maybe oh, the, the dead cool. stuff, the dead stuff, maybe not as much, but the dressing up in the candy, I think they'd be on board for. <laughs> Sweet. Haley, is there any of the fun questions you want to ask? There's a few uh, here. No, I think a couple. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You did okay. all the good ones, Haley. Uh, well, thank okay. you, guys. Um, that was awesome. You should, I, I, okay, yeah, no, go. You got I'm one? I'm not going to do it. All right. All right. Well, no, I do have a question. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask while I have you. Yeah. So just out of curiosity... So I love, I love that the show, the show comes out. People will have whatever it is, three hours and 40 minutes of epic deep dive all at once. The binge is good and it's wonderful, but would it be more fun if it was once a week? I'm just out of of curiosity what you think. If it was like, Oh, the first episode is out and you talk about it and you go crazy. And then a week later, the next episode comes. (laughs) Like, what do you think? What do you think? And what do you think other people, other fans would think? Well, for me, I have a YouTube channel where. I make theories off of stuff. So a lot of stuff gets confirmed in season. So, yeah. so once a week would definitely like, oh, I can speculate within the week and, you know, people can talk yeah. about it on the video. Um, and right. other people, I think that's how 
you know, a lot of shows are able to get like a big fan base eventually because it builds up instead of just dropping at once. I'd yeah. say, um, yeah, personally, that's what I think. What about you? <laughs> Tamika? Yeah. Um, it's actually really funny because I actually was going to say, do you guys have any questions for us? As we talked about, um, so I guess, I, you know, each one has their pros and their cons because on one hand, you have to wait every week. And some of us are busier than we used to be when we were in high school. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I mean, I'm sure you guys know. And so, um, on one hand, it feels it's little and little. It's each by each. Um, but I do, and so the binge is great because it happens all at once, but at the same time, when the binge happens, then it's like nine months of no dragon prints and we're feeding ourselves, basically. Um, so they both, they both have their really high pros and their really high cons. Like on one hand, you get this explosion and then on the other hand, you get like a constant triple trickle of happiness, (laughs) but it's little bits of happiness every week. So it depends on how, how do you want your happiness? I think, I don't know. I think some things get overlooked if it's all at once or something. It's not as explored in, you know, people discussing or analysis and that stuff. So, you know, that's another thing I'm like, Oh, you know, the weekly does help. I mean, but you know, yeah. Seeing it all at once is awesome too. Yeah. She does have a point though too. And then you have like a whole time period where it's just dragon prince time. But then again, I would never get anything done ever for that entire period of a week. That's why I'm like, when season three comes out, I'm, I'm going to be like, how am I going to get my finals done? It's just, it comes out November, what, 22nd. I'm never going to get any of that done. Um, yeah. But thank you guys thank so you. much. Um, this was thank great. You. It was amazing to talk to you guys. And we know you guys went a little bit over time here, but um, that was great. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. For sure. That'd be awesome. We enjoyed All it. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank I will you. Smile too. Perfect. Talk All right. You thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Hey guys, the next part of this podcast is me and Haley summarizing and commentating on the interview giving our how was it like for us especially for me because it was my first time so um the first part got a little bit cut off um but that's okay but i just want to let you guys know that real quick so it doesn't have like a weird transition but yeah that's the next part of this podcast and next part of this episode and i hope you enjoy it um we do have some little special announcements at the end so please um hang out and listen out for that all right Thanks. Day October twenty seventh, after like I think three days after the after the interview, you know, like three yeah. or four days out. Yeah, yeah, three days. Yeah, um, y'all guys are gonna have to forgive me. I'm eating McDonald's. I'm eating my breakfast. <laughs> so cured and crackling. That's what it is. <laughs> Even Kuno has to eat sometimes. Um, so Haley, what did you think about the interview? How did that? Because um, we'll be putting this together with the episode. Um, recording it separately, we'll be putting it together with the episode. Um, so yeah, just you to give our commentary on yeah, that. yeah. So I mean, it went well. We learned some new stuff, which is always really great. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, it was my first time. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of a veteran of interviewing uh, at, at Aaron and uh, and Justin. <laughs> Justin, yeah. Yeah, forgive me again. Forgive me. I'm eating my 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 egg my muffin, but um, yeah, I've got to. Someone's got to eat. But no, it was really fun. It was really fun, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I was I was nervous. I was very admittedly nervous. I think that was <laughs> obvious. Like I was afraid. Like maybe I should have been calmer. I'm listening to the audio again. It's like oh, I should have maybe I should have been calmer. Should have been such a fangirl or something or maybe i was like you know too loud or but it was still nice like i mean that's just me analyzing myself it was still nice it was really nice because um they asked me about myself a little bit Aaron asked me about myself uh, we talked yeah. a little bit about um guam actually which was very surprising to me um because most people don't know about it but that was that was really nice um I really, I think they enjoyed it too because, of the, like, mm-hmm. especially the end questions there. <laughs> we asked some like um, kind of out there questions. Not that it wasn't cat plot relevant, but it was character relevant, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that they were thinking about that about who would be what character. Right. Um, I'd love to do it again. So, like, that was that was really fun. Yeah, I agree. I think the end questions were a really nice way to mix it up uh, from like basically any other interview because. 
you don't really hear that like ever <laughs> exactly that's kind of what i why i wanted to do it mm -hmm. you know you want to be a little different where it's like like don't get me wrong hypable has wonderful questions they have really nice interviews um mm -hmm. and such like that and they're professional but they're always definitely you know I'm, i don't want to say cookie cutter or anything like that not, that's kind of rude but also um <laughs> you know they're that type they're a different category of interview where it's very professional um yeah, they ask certain sure. types of questions and it's not really like a i mean it's a fan interview but it's not an interview for fan by fans um not to prop ourselves up or be that or not to prop ourselves up and be you know saying that they're not as good as us or anything i'm just mean like it's you know it's a different type of interview and i like the idea of having at least one kind of set of people maybe who ask some questions that are maybe a little bit um <laughs> more about the more about like what can we use for fan fiction that's the best way to describe that because i don't want i'm trying to word this in a phrase in a way that's not gonna come off as me like being um full of myself like i just really like i really like the idea of doing more quote-unquote fan fiction oriented questions does that Fair make enough. sense yeah yeah i think that's it's interesting but i mean there's definitely we definitely got some stuff that We'll help yeah. with that. <laughs> this is the nervous part for me. This is the nervous part for me where I'm like, oh, I don't want to sound like an idiot. Like I'm trying, <laughs> trying to say this as kindly as possible and not be sound like, you know, that's basically what it was for me during the interview. I was like, oh, I don't want to sound, um, I don't think they think I sound stupid, but I don't, I don't want to sound like, I want to make a good impression. Like I don't, I don't want to sound um, for whatever lack of better words, bad. And so that's the nerves coming in when we talk, when we do this stuff. I don't know how you've done this four times. <laughs> I oh, want to do it, but like, I have not been counting. <laughs> it's been like four times, I think, because I've followed you since um like the Dragon Prince started because you had the first one, like one of the first interviews, I think, out really. One of the first yeah. ones I really, I really, really uh, paid attention to. But like, yeah, like, I mean, I want to do it more, but it's definitely scary where it's like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm getting tongue tied, basically. Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, it went well. So I think well, we want to go over like some of the stuff that we learned or like uh, mm -hmm. our thoughts on like some of the questions we asked and their answers. Yeah. Because some stuff well, was a little bit surprising or... Yeah, well, I finished this yeah. muffin. You tell me the, the thing that, that really surprised you and the stuff that you liked. Well, I finished this muffin. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start from like the top, basically. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it's cool that, I mean... I mean, they, I don't know how much they had thought about this before, but it does make sense that Moonshadow Elves would be able to turn, you know, it was kind of like a phase for them. Like, we're, you know, they weren't able to do it as little kids, but then as they get older, um, you know, Yeah, the I love that. Which is cute. <laughs> that was so cool. That was so cool because it's like you start going into puberty, you know, puberty is such an <laughs> awkward time, you know, for, as, as for any being, for any humanoid being. And Elves, you know, like... What do they start just turning visible in the day? Like, is that embarrassing for them? It's like, oh, I didn't mean to turn invisible in the middle of class, you know? Or is it like suddenly they wake up in the middle of the night because they feel weird? It's like, oh, hey, I can see right through myself. This is strange. Mom, dad, yeah, I'm turning right. invisible. I, I think you know? that, that's probably yes. <laughs> what was Rayla's first time turning invisible? You know, I oh, like Renan as a baby Renan, you know, did he have. <laughs> He's like, that's so cool. I want to know, like, the, the social, not protocols, but the social norms surrounding being a, um, being a, a moonshot elf turning invisible for, like, the first time. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get into that, but it's something to definitely think about. Or, like, I don't know, fan fiction's about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, I then, then I asked, like, about, uh, not how Moonshadow, oh, kind of Runan was in the first season, he was like, I don't fear death because, or like, he already thinks mm -hmm. he's, or he did, I don't even know exactly how he phrased it, maybe you do. <laughs> no, yeah, he's like, um, he, uh, he says, um, um, I am already dead. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually love that, that question, too, because yeah. I love that, because I, I really meant it when I said that, um, I thought it was poetic. Um, and I love that right? everyone was flattered by that. It's like, I really do mean it. it sounds kind of poetic. It sounds like you put thought into this and it's maybe the words don't sound right to you, but it sounds right to me. So it's mm -hmm. like, no, that was insightful. That was poetic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because in the Hypeville interview, he basically just called himself a genius. <laughs> you remember, did you see that? Like, yeah. Oh, see, see? He, he knows he's poetic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, Aaron? You know you're poetic. Mm -hmm. Um... I think after that, that was there was the um, um, 
I think it was possible. Oh, you know, I think it was the, was it the opposites? The opposites? Was that the one next one that we did? Or was it the, the deities or? We, we, uh, we actually did like every single question until like a little bit later on where I was like, we should skip some for time. So yeah, we, you, yeah. I think you did ask, what do they think about each other? And Justin. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that. the one. Yeah. I think the answer that more or less, and then we got into a little bit into the indigenous stuff. The answer is that more or less was like, Oh, and then it was like, um, they know about each other. They don't do a lot, a ton of intermixing like humans do, but they do know about each other mm-hmm. and they do, you know, acknowledge each other as, you know, fellow elf. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Fellow elves. Fellow. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but I, I really did mean it when I said too about the indigenous part. It's like, I really find that interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I think found Aaron that- found that really interesting too, your perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, like, I I mean, because, like, indigenous people are like that. Like, we, like, not even we, but especially native tribes, like, you know, they don't, they don't have boundaries that same way. Stuff bleeds together. In fact, I'm supposed to be doing a poster soon about um, what tribes are up here in the Spokane area, what tribes are my school based on. Um, And actually, the the answer really is that it's shared land. It was really, like, shared land. There are, like, this is one of the places where, from what I understand from my professor, Didi, if she's listening, hi, um, (laughs) that... It bleeds, like, territories, you know, kind of bleed together. And I like to imagine that um, elves are kind of the same way, you know? Like, why would they separate themselves the way that humans do? Why would they? Yeah, I mean, but then at the same, like, they're, the humans are, like, mixed, like, all different kinds mm-hmm. of humans. Exactly. But then, but they have, like, more borders, you know, between each kingdom. But then, yeah, with elves, it's kind of the opposite. Really. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's fascinating. They don't bleed. They bleed together more territory-wise, but they don't intermix with each other. Like, they stay to their own, which is very interesting. It's mm-hmm. kind of fascinating. It makes me really want to learn more about elf culture. Oh, like yeah. Elven culture. Yeah. Like, just, what are the they... whole show can just be in Zadia, and I'm I'm good. <laughs> we can never go back to the humans. Yeah, we, I'm sorry. That's boring. <laughs> That's boring. You guys, we know what you guys have. You guys have, like, whales and, you know, dark magic yep. and the occasional fire. Mm-hmm. So then you asked, uh, wait, did I ask? I don't know. Is there a deity, deity or religious mm-hmm. entity? Zadian's worship? Yeah, that got a confusing answer at first. Yeah. I think because I couldn't remember. Um, oh no, they did remember, but they, that was the, I was talking, that was the question we talked about with, um, the opposites where they tried to relate to that. No, we did get an answer for this one. This one was, um, more of a, yeah, they said that they don't really have gods so much as they do have mythic figures. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Because you do get that sense that they don't really have like a necessary god to pray to or anything like that. But then you wonder, are there mythical creatures? Are there mythical figures? Um, kind of like their gods? Like, how do they, how do they um, worship? How do they acknowledge them? Or maybe not worship, but how do they acknowledge them? How do they, do they... But it's probably, you know, a different answer per, per elf, per elven tribe. I'm assuming they don't really do... There's not a lot of... Um, worship them the way they were talking to, to what they were telling us maybe there's more like reverence for those cre- for those mythical f- figures and then i'm not even sure about star touch elves as, like, as a whole do they rev- revere them or what yeah i want to learn more about star touch elves like really badly <laughs> but i mean we only I w- know one so so far i want to know yeah. is erevos like you know since we're on the topic of hot elves is okay. erevos like <laughs> Yeah. Well, whenever we talk about Erevos, we've already automatically switched to hot elves. But, you know, is he, like, average for an elf or for a star touch elf? Or is he, like, you know, hot even for, for, for a regular elf? Like, for a star I mean, touch like, elf? all elves are, like, really good looking so far. But I think mm-hmm. all star elves would even be more. <laughs> exactly. So by the standards of star touch elves, where does Erevos rank? You know... Like, who's the most beautiful Star Touch elf? Probably Erebos, but, you know, that wasn't relevant. But I just was thinking about it because it's Sunday morning. I'm eating a hash brown right now. Like, that's fair. Thoughts are coming to me. <laughs> and we can cut this if we need to later. Yeah, no worries. Um, I think after that, that's when we talked about the yeah. Um, yeah. opposites. And I am still thinking about this because I was, I almost, I felt like I almost <laughs> asked a really stupid question. No. I it was a cool question. I liked like, it. Like the answer, I was like, I was shook that Aaron forgot. I thought it was funny. Like I thought it was really funny. I'm dead. <laughs> um, it was very. I thought it was even endearing because it's like 
man, even the great Aaron Ehaas like forgets. I'll be honest, when I write stuff, like I write sometimes I've written, you know, I've written fan fiction um, for a long time. Like, Sides of Moon in and of itself is already like 20 some chapters. I've written stuff with like long, you know, 30 some chapters. And it's like, you forget sometimes what yeah. you wrote a while ago. And you have to like backtrack and think like, what this tiny detail was that I wrote, like, and for him, it's been like what ten years, more yeah. than ten years. Shoot, I mean that it was at least he remembered he worked on an episode, like what episode? <laughs> like that was funny. Like he's like, oh, I wrote that episode. I'm glad yeah. he remembered it was his episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean personally, I've written theories, and I'm like, what? Do, what have I talked about? Like, what have I already discussed? And for this show, like, I'll forget. This is a while, so I I understand that too. But yeah, it's totally understand. Yeah, that he still that I mean, happens. At least he remembers him, but. Yeah, so our, the answer was not really, but they have like fam, element families kind of, mm-hmm. which you can see on the website, I think. Huh? Or what yeah, we mentioned I think before, I summed so. it up. Yeah. I summed it up a bit on what they were, I think what they were trying to say, where it was like, so they're the fam- they're like families in a way. Like, and I imagine that maybe they're all related in different ways. Like they're all like certain, yeah, yeah. you know, they relate it depending on the, the relationship you were asking about, they are related in different ways. Um, I think after that, that was finally the question we got to, or it was like, um, Renan, did we, <laughs> how was it for Renan to raise real? And I was very happy with that answer because we actually got a more in-depth answer. Um, I'm really hoping to see them in season three too. So um, I like that answer. I, 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 cause I, I feel like it's like, there's kind of been incidents in their lives, you know? And granted, I don't know, of course they weren't probably going to tell me too many things, but like, I'm glad they told me that the type of relationship they had, it probably had bouncing off where he's so earnest and honest and, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just like, right away, old man, apparently. <laughs> like, that was funny. That was so cute. Baby, like, I don't know her his daughter's name, obviously, but his daughter's is like, it's, uh, Zelda. imagine her as like, oh, Zelda, is that her name? Oh, because so I remember because um, video game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, um, imagine like Rayla having that kind of um answer to Renan because I can't yeah that, that's great <laughs> we should have asked when when they um when he took on took her on like I mean obviously it's been since for a long time but like when did he start raising her I imagine it was when she was you know obviously a child before the age of 10 at least I mean I could imagine her parents were had always had that job for you know a long time so mm-hmm. it might have always been a thing I don't I don't know like he was always definitely part of maybe yeah maybe got the uh, their job got like more demanding as time went on I don't I don't know <laughs> maybe um Hopefully. that was a very good answer yeah I mean, that was one of my favorites my favorite ones and I think after that did my um my mic cut out finally after that I think it might have <laughs> yeah I mean yeah well, you'll have to edit some of that stuff out <laughs> for sure and that's fine I can edit that out um but I mean I think after that my mic I, cut out we started right? to and then skip that, stuff yeah yeah because we started like, oh my gosh because you took like five ish minutes to get that back it was like yeah we're running out of time so you asked because yeah, google was like the betrayal for Cla- claudia's betrayal mm-hmm. yeah which is that was a good an- we got a good answer for that one i am i was like i just want a confirmation i'm like that hurt him i mean we knew it hurt him but like specifically with claudia how does he feel because i don't it hasn't been mentioned so far we kind of got it you know um, towards the end of season seven, but like I'm just indication from my face. Did you say season I seven? Kind of, what? I'm sorry, season season two. I meant episode seven. <laughs> we're skip ahead, guys. Yeah. We're, we're way ahead. <laughs> no, but like confirmation that yes, that did hurt him. Yes, anything to do, and I think that it was just as anything to do with Claudio, um, mm-hmm. and this part. Definitely. And now I'm paraphrasing. More or less hurts him more. Um. I don't know if they really said that, like, you know, because the way she used him, but they did confirm, you know, that going through that, the way that they that they went through that doesn't put her exactly in the best graces with him right now, which is very fair. And then I was a little worried about that point where I was like, oh, my God, am I getting, um, was I too open? That was the nerves part. But it, it's my way of relating to that. And I mean, I'm hopefully nobody else thinks that was silly, but like, it is my way of relating to that particular part of the story. Like, I get what that feels like. So I'm like, I want to know, does he feel similar? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. No worries. I'm sure. Yeah. That was, that was I'm good. sure. That was fine. Yeah. 
Plus, I use it to segue into the next question because, like, yeah. I try not. To, I try. I try to avoid the awkward pauses in between. Oh yeah, because I got those. I, I always do in, that. I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> even in real life, I try to avoid awkward pauses because I'm just like, so I just fill the space with words. <laughs> so sometimes it, most of the time, it succeeds. Other times, it makes me feel nervous. But small sacrifice to pay. Yeah, what What question did um, we go to next? Was it? Oh, I had like three back to back Claudia Callum Rayla questions. Mm. Like, um, Claudia Callum Rayla questions. Um, then after that, I think I asked, um, did her being, did Rayla being right, how did that affect your relationship with Callum? Because he once said, you know, um, what did he say? He said, you and I you, don't have uh, that yet. I don't have that yet. Yeah, you and I don't have that yet. But then she was right. Then she was right. And then I think they set up something about crossing boundaries, and that puts some of us, you know, you know, in a better position. Um, and obviously, since the clip from season one, I mean, season three, episode one, we everybody's seen it. So far, because Netflix released it. <laughs> um, and. Yeah. You know, we obviously can see that, but you know, I wrote that question before any of that was out, so I was gonna ask it anyway. And I'm, um, I'm repping for my Raylan folks, so um, Raylan and Renan apparently for this time. Um, should we say? Or I don't know if we're gonna cut this, um, and I'll cut this if I have to. But should we say that that clip wasn't supposed to be out? <laughs> no, don't say that. Okay, people so I'll cut this. Know. People don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then I'll just cut this part. Um. So, and I'll definitely have to cut that part out too. Um, I don't think I'll need reminding because it's in a very interesting position, but I'll cut it out. So, cap. Okay. Um, and cut. So, then the next question was, oh yeah, Rayla's posi- uh, position on dark magic. Like, uh, how is Count dying from that? Almost dying from that, not dying. Almost dying from that um, affect her relationship with Count. Sorry. <laughs> I got a good answer for that too, because the way they described dark magic was very. I has like yes, thank you. I mean, granted, for elves, it confirms how elves felt about it. Elves, you know exactly how they felt about it in words. You know. Yeah. At this point, I don't think there's any redemption for dark magic, really. Like, I mean, come I think on, it man. can fix some oh. stuff, but at the cost that it does, you know. It's yeah. Like, like you can do a lot of good, you know. The the road the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I think that's how dark Ooh, that's magic a good is. One. <laughs> it's basically that in a nutshell. And then I don't know why um, when Justin said, "What did he say?" He said, "You can't just break a bird's neck yeah. and then you know I can do stuff." I don't know why that made me laugh. It just sounded like a more bizarre. <laughs> you just go up, find a magic bird, break its neck, and then oh hey, I'm a magician. Like oh my god, <laughs> that was such oh a morbid image. Yeah, he's like his example, but you know, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think maybe it wasn't mass poaching, but it was probably like it was becoming an increasing problem, maybe as people more and more people were able to do dark magic. Enough people, obviously, that humans were able to have a whole mage war in the West. So it was enough about that. It was enough to be that big of a problem. Yeah, I mean, they is this when they mentioned that not everyone could. Mm-hmm. can do it like i mean it's not just everyone thank goodness but it was a problem clearly yeah, that was, that was, yeah so i'm getting the sense that anyone could potentially be a maid a dark mage but it's not it's easier than primal sources but it's not as it's not just simple like you there's training that goes into it um mm-hmm. so i mean obviously there's training because even we get that sense in like episode seven season two where claudia is worried because she's like you know it can be very dangerous if somebody doesn't show you how yeah yeah for sure so it's a medium ground it's like anybody can but it's not like as simple as you can just start doing it like you have to actually have some training in it um but it's still easier to do than primal magic which is very interesting for callum's position because callum can do it primal magic um and he can do he primal did magic it relatively and- i feel like he did it relatively quickly yeah. yeah, I wanted to say, I mean, because I, I don't want to say it was badly written. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I think, you know, he was also, granted, he only really was able to connect with it after he tried dark magic and really had, like, you know, a fever True. dream kind Good of thing. Point. So, like, it might have been, like, a weird, like, circumstance where most of the time when you do dark magic, 
you don't go into this position where you you're in like an in-between stage and you almost die and then you trying to learn primal magic so you're in that conflict position and you know it's probably one of those things where the planets aligned the, the <laughs> lightning crackled at the right time and he's and granted callum also himself is special you know yeah we might find out more stuff about him later about maybe um maybe he's got some natural adaptivity to it i don't know you know you never know <laughs> yeah i don't know but what did we ask after that i think i let you ask questions after that um i think i mean we asked like two more or because maybe two more regular you didn't ask, questions you didn't ask about a couple of these so um i you want know. to know about i mean was the next one about claudine soren's mom yes i think yeah. that was the, I mean, that was like two questions in one yeah i had yeah they answered one. my other one kind of about it when they answered the first one because i was wondering like what's up with their mom can you tell us anything mm -hmm. more because at comic-con you were they were basically like yeah no we're not going to get into this yet <laughs> so but the good news is we're getting a book that has going to have some more information so i'm excited <laughs> did they want to do they confirm that or did they say they want to do it I don't remember, oh. but I think they confirmed it. I just can't remember right now. At this, it's not like well, ridiculously no, scholastic, early or so they like do that. know scholastic. Oh, okay, so that seems okay. So to it be... is basically confirmed. Yeah, it's at but... least in the plan and the works. Mm -hmm. And okay, so yeah. So the cool part is, or well, I mean, something that we were talking about a lot was that you know, Aaron mentioned that we were going to get information about how, like, why, you know, there's kind of a tilt of who you're in fav favors, which I mean, you can kind of already tell from like when... season one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, when he said tilt, though, does he, does that what he meant about, or did he mean more like, why does he like the way he is as far as like temperament? Hmm. I listened to that a couple times. Like I, that. Yeah, I mean, I, if you I, listen to it again, then that's interesting. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but either way, it's about Varen and how he's kind of not dad of the year. I don't <laughs> <believe>. <laughs> like, you know, and what happened? I yeah. haven't trusted, I haven't trusted Varen though since season one. Um, so it's all right when he I called... saw this man <laughs> no it's the moment he called callum a mongrel that's yeah that. that's oh that was rude. that's that that was that was rude as hell yeah. that was rude as hell um at best at best it was rude as hell because callum is mixed and if somebody had called me that which is essentially the same thing as calling someone a dog there would have been some furniture moving i would be that's frightening words right there like yeah. Um, yeah. Granted, Callum's yeah. not much of a fighter, you know, my poor son. But at least at the time, he wasn't. At the time, you know, no primal stone, no no uh, elf to help him. Just like other elves <laughs> yep. who didn't want to help him. Oh, yeah. But anyways. Yeah. yeah so then, then they, you know, it was confirmation that, um, that Claudia's mom, I don't think, really sent them any messages i don't think she really ever kept in touch yeah because i asked about that specifically and we didn't get an answer so maybe she more did got like, said something the answer was more like yeah about that it was more <laughs> like the answer we got on that so i don't think she's really kept in touch with him and my my and i know that's probably not true but my initial reaction is like did he kill her did he do something is she in a i coin? feel like that could be yeah like, he could have t totally he... done something. At first, I was like, maybe he's intercepting any messages yeah. they might be get getting. But then, I mean, that's you're, the, you're going a little more extreme. Like, she did. <laughs> wow. Like, did he kill her? I don't trust this man. I don't maybe trust she's him. Did he kill her? <laughs> she's in. Maybe, maybe she's in a coin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty tight-lipped about it. Yeah, I, I don't thing. know. They're I feel like... I don't or know maybe they just have... There's not a... It's just not not a section they want to like. They're not they're not able to explore. Have the time to explore. Right I mean, now. it's already so it's already want... cool enough. I think or interesting enough that they have, you know, two characters that have parents that are divorced. Like that's you know you see that in real life yeah. all the time. That's interesting enough. But then I mean, if you want to get more specific, what happened to we him? we always want to like learn more about it because. But you know, it's not enough you, when you yeah. when you introduce an interesting plot point, you're you're always going to get like, OK, yeah. but what happened? I want to know the tea. I'm essentially, you know, <laughs> all fans just want to know the tea. That's it. You're right. So then after that, since we answered both those questions, why did they divorce? And they apparently they're going to get into that. Um, and apparently it affected Viren in some way with his with his children. So my possible guess is that maybe Claudia is like her mom and we She's like her mom, maybe more, 
and she does dark magic so maybe that's why he favors her so much or maybe soren is like his mom and that's why i feel he like i feel like i mean my personal belief would that be more soren which is why he doesn't like him as much because he reminds yeah. him too much of his mom but you're saying maybe. the opposite so it's like either way can work out either way i mean i think either way works out her, their mom comes into the play there somehow yeah because that's what that. the book is i mean that's what they kind of implied with the book that yeah we're gonna get after that, that um mm-hmm. After that, I think you asked... I, the last was question the last was, was... I asked about, like, how long had Viren been learning dark magic? Oh, yeah. And we kind of confirmed what we had talked about before, where we thought that Claudio was a child and yeah. Viren was a teenager, probably. So that... <laughs> that I mean, and there they have... I don't know if they really talked about it, but um, I don't think they did. But they're guessing... But that's still probably, like, really... If you think about the details of that, that probably really affects their view on dark magic where yes Ferenc views it as a solution yes he uses it a lot but Claudia was raised up on it and that's affects her view on it I think severely personally anyway that makes a lot of sense yeah sure that's a that's a really good point about her views on it yeah because she was raised on it like she was that was her thing so, I think after that, we asked the fun questions. Yeah. I loved those. The pumpkin spice. Gren being a super fan. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But I wasn't thinking about it. So now, now that's great. That we know. <laughs> He's just a super fan. I really want fan art of all that stuff. Of course you do. Oh, <laughs> Everyone get the yeah. drawing. Like now. <laughs> Please. Um, and then... They said, who else liked it? Esmond, of course. Esmond would like pumpkin spice, my son. Um, Rayla would not care for it. No, she, um, she I she thought, wasn't she like, she would for say she wouldn't care yeah, for it? <laughs> she'd say that, and then she'd secretly like it. Callum, I think, take her to leave it. So I think Callum doesn't have an opinion on it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so they taking it. And then Renan doesn't like it. Of course, Renan doesn't like um The flavor. Doesn't like <laughs> pumpkin spice. It'd be probably not a huge fan of, like, sweets. Uh, mm-hmm, and then... <laughs> Although that's somebody said that before on Tumblr or Twitter too, oh, that they cool. don't think he's a huge fan of sweets. Um, I don't think they said anybody else. If they did, forgive us, guys, because we're basically summarizing the interview. Yeah, that we did a couple things. days ago. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we don't remember uh, every. I mean, we remember we were there, but like exact wordings. Mm-hmm. And then um, we asked about the party one, and I got a good answer for that one. And I think they had fun with that one. We we did. <laughs> we I mean, we talked about it a little before. I, I was gonna say my guess would be Soren, but they were like, yeah. Well, my guess is totally Soren, but I totally yeah. wanted to know. Yeah, what they thought about <laughs> but, it. Yeah, for sure. And where everybody was at on that. And, you know, I hope that feels some fan fictions too, or some fan art. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, uh, definitely I think I even it. loved... <laughs> I love Justin's imitation of Soren too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a frat boy. I love that. Um, and we, I think, we totally got that the answers we thought we were gonna get. But I, I was, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't sure about Rayla too because she's like, um, especially that little bit about her being, um, about her being the Azula of the party. Obviously, that was she's not gonna try to hurt anybody. But that was very interesting. Where she's probably stiff and competing and being a competitive partier i'm like oh my competitive partying. from a Raylan point of view for me that's funny because i'm like callum poor callum is just gonna be there you know watching her rubbing his temples being like what are you doing <laughs> like calm down Aww. relax it's a party like mm-hmm. do they not relax in zadia <laughs> no. it's like do elves relax maybe terry does <laughs> maybe terry well, relaxes well, yeah um then we got the who's grounded for who would be the parent that does like um touching responsibility of course that was Vera. i mean not Vera. harrow <laughs> of course that was harrow and i just didn't yeah, think about we, it. yeah he, um definitely like in season one i mean basically season one at the end too technically from true, the grave true um <laughs> Viren being nice about it though, um, about being like, I'm sorry, you guys. That was like that surprises me. I don't find him. I don't see him as the forgiving kind. Well, but well, maybe um, he's, I mean, maybe when it comes to raising his kids, he's more bark than bite. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Because really, what what does he ever do? Yeah. <laughs> he just he just yells at them. Um, and then what was it after that? The last one. Yes, the very last one. Um, was what would else think of Halloween? Oh yeah, the very last one was elves. Think of Halloween, and, and they love it. 
I guess. Mm-hmm. And they love it. Yeah, I didn't actually expect that. I thought maybe they'd really like not care for it because of it being like a human thing. But also, I feel like maybe this means that because they're not into the death thing, maybe they just have masquerade parties and candy. Yes. <laughs> I like that idea. But also, um, it's cool, though, just to think that they would might have Halloween. They'd be all dressing up. So now I mean, yeah, Moonshell elves could just, they could just easily. Cool. Be the, be the, be the they always win the costume Let's contest go. and other elves get mad. <laughs> oh, it's like Rayla's the best at the costume party. Yeah. She goes all out. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe she, because, well, actually, no, it makes sense because she's competitive. She would want to be, like, oh, the yeah. best at it. Yeah. If anything, she's almost too Halloween for Callum or Endesrin. They're just like, you know, <laughs> why are you so into this? Candy and... Halloween is life, basically, for Rayla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, every full moon is Halloween for her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I really think about it. True. And then, um... That was all the questions I think we asked. Yeah, we still got through a lot, though. We, we've talked yeah. for, like, 30 minutes now. Just <laughs> over 30 minutes. Just summarizing everything for everybody. Um, so, forgive us, guys, if we sound a little groggy, or if I sound a little groggy, because it's been three days since we've done the interview. It's also 1130. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it is, that's not early, but it means I was up already, um, and it's Sunday. Um, and granted, I'm usually up early on Sunday, but anyway... Um, you got anything else to say, I suppose? Um, watch Dragon Prince Season 3. <laughs> yeah. When it comes out. But I think you guys are already going to do that. Yeah, um, I know. Everyone that's we do listening ha- to this. But yeah, we I'm do going- have another... What? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I'm going to be doing another <laughs> interview with these two after the season comes out. Or like it. Um, it's going to be recorded before, but it's going to come out after. So look forward to that on my channel. <laughs> Sounds good. I yeah. will not be there for obvious reasons because yeah. I'm not technically a part of the uh, cartoon universe. Um, yeah, I don't think I am more of a guest, a side guest. Um, but we will be having an interview with um, Jason Simpson. Yeah, that is. We are planning that right now. It's gonna be very fun. There's a kind of a surprise in that one, Ooh. and we'll probably tell you about that when we actually record it or when we actually like. When we actually record it, let's see how it goes for it because it's not something we've really done, and I we're not. Sh- they've kind of done it, but I don't think it's uh, they've done it for. An, he's done it for an interview, so yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out for that, and that shouldn't be that. We should be able to do that soon because before before season out. three comes out, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and if it goes well, hopefully we'll get other voice actors too. Yeah, and other people that helped work interview on the with show. Us. Yeah, great. I'd really like to interview some of the people from the game or even from um from like Bardell that would be really cool oh yeah um, especially sure. as an animation student I really want to know more about like how they do it how they do the animations and stuff like that but it's all the announcements and stuff we've got today this is going to be a very long um this is going to be a really episode? long episode yeah because <laughs> they're already talking for like almost 40 minutes so wow. um cool so after I edit it this will be out so thanks everyone. This has been your hot brown morning potion podcast with your host Tamika and Haley and watch the Dragon Priest season three. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>